the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live Hour 2. We're together every day from 3 to 5. Great to be with you today. On this Thanksgiving week, and I hope that you got some good plans for Thanksgiving. And, you know, Thanksgiving for me, I love Thanksgiving. It's a fun holiday, but uh, sometimes things come up, you know, with Thanksgiving that are a little bit difficult. And we'll talk about that a little bit this hour. Here's a question for you, and you can call in and share your thoughts. What subjects are you dreading coming up at the Thanksgiving table? Like, what subjects are you thinking, oh, if Uncle Ed brings up this subject, you know, you're, and you're already preparing for how do, you, how do you deal with it? Do you have those subjects that uh, you try to avoid? You know, what drives people crazy? I think there's a few areas, and uh, one of them is a conversation about what kind of food you have. Are you having, uh, are you having turkey, or did you try to replace it with something else? This clip here I'm going to play is from, uh, there's a group online who every year they post this, like, family fight at Thanksgiving. And the cringe level is very high, very high cringe level because it comes across so real because I think a lot of us have had this conversation before. I don't even know. Dad, what are you doing? What are, you doing? what are we eating? It's called a ham. Yes. What's the what? problem with it? I'm just saying, like, what happened to turkey? I decided we wanted to have a ham. Well, maybe not everyone wants ham. Like, I thought this was tradition. We always have turkey for Thanksgiving. I don't think people would normally eat this. We have turkey for Christmas. We have turkey for Thanksgiving. We also have ham. I just decided to have like ham. ham. Okay. You like corn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what do you got against pigs, Jess? I don't know what I mean. I just expect us to be eating turkey, and it's just weird. And maybe not everyone wants this. Ashley, what would you rather have? Would you rather have ham or turkey? Dad, she's a vegetarian. That's I'm a the vegan. Whole... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm just laughing at that conversation because I think that a lot of us have had that conversation before or various ways. But what subjects are you dreading coming up at the Thanksgiving table? And maybe what we can do for each other is is talk about how to handle those things in a smooth way, because I know that sometimes the, the tension is for real. Right. Some there was there was a time in my family where there was a lot of political tension, sort of Democrats and Republicans going at it. But there was a there was. A part of it that was kind of fun, you kind of looked forward to it, even though somebody would really get mad at somebody else. I mean, there was there was that tension there, okay? But, and then there was, there'd be one or two people, there's one person you know, who would come and then they'd have some kind of far out opinion, like way out there, uh, and then you'd eat really fast and go home, because it got kind of scary. Does that happen in your family? It's happened in mine before. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888 888- Five two eight two five five seven. What subjects are you dreading coming up at the Thanksgiving table? What are some things that uh, you would like to try to avoid, or maybe some things that you know are going to come up, but um, how do you handle it better? Maybe you've had somebody talk about the complain about the food, or they complain about politics. Is that that's something that uh, comes up, or maybe and maybe this is a big one here. 
What happens when uh, somebody brings up faith and they have a different opinion, or maybe they're a different religion, or maybe they're hostile? Does this happen at Thanksgiving? Uh, I think all of these things happen. What is your experience with this? What is something that you dread coming up? How do you handle it when it does? 888-528-2557. It's two days away, and uh, I know that some of us have some anxiety uh, about those kinds of things. I'm I'm not dealing with that too much right now, but uh, you never know. You never kind of know what's going to go up. Do you do you argue about those kinds of things? How about uh, how about politics? Is is it difficult? I think it is. I think for a lot of people, talking about politics in the last few years, especially, has been super difficult. I'm wondering if there are people who don't even come anymore. A lot of families have been broken up because of the the politics. Um, this these people who put these videos out online. Once again, this is fake. And I, I want you to know that because it feels so real. So I want you to know that this is, this is, it is, it is fake. It's not a real family because the cringe level is very, very high. Here is uh, the same family talking about politics. We don't talk that way at this table. Talk what way? Truthfully? No. Our Disrespect a, our president. Our country's in a state of disorder, Dad. Whether you oh. like it or not, he's our president. Go on, Twitter. Go on Twitter. I'm not going on Twitter. If he's our president, you respect the man. You respect How the man. I respect the man who does he's the show. Turn this place around, this country. It's great again. Back him, man. I mean, I was, I'm it's down. He's in all the. We need a warning. We need Thanksgiving. That's not are you. <laughs> There's always somebody, right, who's the peacemaker in all of that, who says, "Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Let's not argue about all this kind of stuff." And, um, you know, how do you handle that when it comes up? Are there, are there tips that you can give our audience? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. Um, and uh, do you anticipate that? Does it give you anxiety? I hope it doesn't. You know, I hope that uh, you're going into Thanksgiving with some enjoyment in, uh, in the plan of it. And that you can even enjoy the people who differ from you. That's something that we learn from Christ. Something that we learn from Jesus Christ is that he is able to have fellowship and enjoy being with people who probably don't agree with him on very much. Right? When Jesus went to go uh, meet with the tax collectors uh, and eat with them, you know, the religious people got ticked off at him. But Jesus went and I think he had a good time. Sometimes those people got converted, right? The, The... the house of Zacchaeus, they all got saved is the idea here. He's a tax collector. You know who Zacchaeus was. He was a wee little man. A wee little man was he, that guy, uh, who's always going to be known for that. I wonder if in heaven, never mind. Uh, <laughs> 888-528-2557. Sometimes my brain goes into things that are just not really in the text of the scriptures, so we're just not going to go there. Uh, as much as possible. 888-528-2557. Do you have conversations that you expect to come up at the table that are controversial, that you think will be difficult, or that you wish would not come up? Do you have a way of uh, keeping those things from coming up? I think that a lot of us have friends or, or family members, relatives who come, and you make a plan, right, for not talking about this. We're not going to talk about Donald Trump. We're not going to talk about Joe Biden. We're not going to talk about the election. We're not going to talk about, you know, whatever it is that is the the tension maker of the day. I hope that you don't have those. I hope that we can get along. But one of the things that I would encourage you to do is to think about this from the the context of, hey, you know what? Jesus was able to not sacrifice truth 
but he was able to get along with and enjoy being with people who utterly disagreed with him on some things. And some of those people were convinced, some of them were not. But that's something that we should be able to do. And I think be able to have calm conversation. What about faith? Do you have people coming who might have a different faith or a different religion? Uh, Maybe it's a family member. Maybe you have somebody who you don't get to see very often, but they're coming and you feel like, gosh, this is the only time to share Jesus with them. Uh, Is this the time to do that? Here's a Another uh, example from the same conversation. Once again, the tension is high, but this is fake. These are actors. Okay, this is not for real, but this is a real conversation that lots of people have. We don't talk that way at this time. Dear Lord, we thank you for the food that has been provided for us. Dad. What? That, like, she, she's not really religious, so it, like, she doesn't believe in, like, practice anything, so mm-hmm. I don't <coughs> You don't believe in anything? No. She's, what did you, what is it, agnostic? Yeah. yeah. What the hell's even agnostic? Yeah. You explain I mean, it like, better. I, I don't believe in anything, but I guess I'm open to things. So you never went to Sunday school or that, Bible classes on. or anything I mean, like that? When see, I was younger, I did, but my parents didn't push to, me, you know, you don't I don't didn't really care. That. That she just doesn't, she's open to whatever. So your parents, didn't, like you said, never pushed you into it or did anything, like no. made you go or it? No. People today have different, everybody has different beliefs. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. And that's what's wrong with the world. They don't push anything. What's wrong with the world, Dad? What's wrong? That kind of conversation. If you had that conversation around the table, I think that happens. What is it about, I don't know, is it, I don't think the same thing happens at Christmas. Maybe it does, but it seems like Thanksgiving. We have this this tension sometimes that happens within family and it happens um, maybe with friends or people who come. Sometimes it's unexpected, right? Somebody just sort of drops a bomb there. But when it comes to faith, how have you had a good conversation? It doesn't have to be around Thanksgiving, but I know that many of you are thinking about it, where you have to work in people who are around the table who don't believe what you believe as a Christian, who when you give thanks to God, they're not giving thanks to God. And maybe they're giving thanks to the universe, or maybe they're giving thanks just to kind of each other, but not really giving thanks to God in the way you would like them to do. How do you deal with those, the emotions around that, especially if it's a kid or a parent, somebody close to you? 888-528-2557 is the number if you'd like to chime in, join our conversation, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. And we're talking about Thanksgiving. Are there topics that might come up that uh, you're dreading this Thanksgiving? Some difficult things that might come up that uh, maybe you have some expert advice for how to avoid them or how to deal with those things like the politics or even just complaints or different things. Hopefully, everything works out to actually having a really good time together. I think for a lot of us, we come and we eat, and it's a great time. But I, I know that for many of us, it just is, um, it's a time that's still great, but it's a time of great stress. I want to try to relieve that a little bit today and uh, get your help with that if you have any thoughts about it. You know, I think that one of the things that matters a lot about this, one of the ways to really um, address this even from a Christian perspective Uh, whatever the case is, whatever the thing is that is irritating to you, is to remember something about Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving 
is thanksgiving, but it's not thanksbeing. And there's something about that that I think matters a lot. If it was, you know, giving thanks is always about showing gratitude. And people who show gratitude, it's always a positive thing. And if you're afraid that there is a tension that's going to come up, try to focus on being full of gratitude as much as you can. And and giving thanks, meaning that it's okay to go ahead and, and speak it. It's okay to go ahead and build up other people, even that person who you think might be bringing the tension. They might be thinking you're bringing the tension. If you don't know who this person is and you're going somewhere for Thanksgiving, you might be that person. And everyone right now is having a conversation. How do we deal with this before the... Um... The greatest way, if you're experiencing tension in a meal like this or holidays like this, is to be about, for Thanksgiving especially, to be about showing gratitude. Uh, do you ever experience ingratitude? That's the difference. Be thankful um, and show gratitude. See, the thing is, is that, and give, what I mean actually is give thanks and show gratitude, not just be thankful. See, the, the problem is, is that you can be a thankful person and at the same time show ingratitude. Um, you ever experience ingratitude? Uh, one time I was shopping a long time ago. I was at the supermarket and I'm going through the line and um, I can't remember if I really was 21 or I wasn't 21. I was close to that. But I was buying the Martinelli sparkling cider for some reason. And for some reason, the uh, the checkout person um, grabs this bottle and uh, she says, I need to see some ID for this. And I said, well, no, you don't. And what I expected to do was her look at it and realize it was the Martinelli sparkling cider. It comes in a bottle that sort of looks like a champagne bottle. OK, so I can understand why someone who's just racing through would be confused by that. And she looks at it and instead of realizing what it is, she shoves it in my face. Like she literally picks it up and she goes, you have to show ID if you want to buy this. And she's sort of shaking the bottle at me. And I turned the bottle around and pointed to the words in the bottom of the label that say, that says non-alcoholic beverage. And she goes, oh, and she kind of purses her lips. And then she just scans the rest of my stuff. She doesn't say a word to me. She doesn't tell me when she's done. She doesn't tell me how much it is or how much I owe. I paid in cash. So I hand her a bunch of cash. She takes it, does her thing. And the, you know, the change comes out in that little machine right there where sometimes you get lucky and the last person, you know, left a quarter in there. And that used to be, you know, that's exciting, right? Sometimes. So I grabbed my change and it occurred to me, I said, Hey, do you ever say, do, don't you even want to say thank you? And she said to me, it's on the bottom of your receipt. And sure enough, I looked at my receipt and there it is. So thank you for shopping here. No, it's on the bottom of my receipt. I, I experienced some ingratitude there on that day, right? There is something important about expressing gratitude. And if you, the difference between Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving is active. You give thanks. You say, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our, our gathering today. And it's something where you build people up. Now, you might inside be thankful that they're there. But if you don't express it, sometimes it's received as ingratitude. Did you know that? Like, do you ever get a gift from somebody? Christmas is coming, maybe your birthday, and you don't say thank you or you don't send a note. Sometimes people don't send notes. You got to send a note an email, a text, you got to do something to acknowledge the gift and say thank you. Because you might be very thankful in your heart, but that person's not going to know. And the thing is, is what happens is that person receives your lack of thank you note as ingratitude. 
And nobody likes that very much. 888-528-2557. If you want to join our conversation, this is Southern California Live. 888-528-2557 is the number. And if you're going through a tense time, if you're worried about people getting along at your Thanksgiving meal, spend a lot of time giving thanks. And not forcing people, if they're not Christian, you know, don't force them to give thanks to God if they don't believe in God. But what you can do is they must be thankful for something. And maybe they'll thank you for the meal or they'll thank somebody else for something nice that maybe that person did. And hopefully the the giving thanks conversation, which I think is a good one for us to have, you know, maybe you want to have it before you know, before all the food is on the table or something, or have it after you eat. There's probably a wisdom to not spending, you know, 45 minutes saying what you're thankful for while the turkey gets cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, I'm just saying, you know, once I sit down and all the food's there, I, I kind of want to eat. I start to go crazy. Um, but before turkey coma sets in, make sure that you have a conversation about giving thanks and take the time to do it. Maybe during the day, you'll think about somebody that you need to write a note to or write an email. You know what? Say thank you to that person. Give thanks. Actually give thanks. And ultimately, what you're doing on Thanksgiving is you're giving thanks to God. That's really what the holiday is for. Did you know that? It's, it's for giving thanks to God. If you, and if you don't believe in God, and this is where maybe if, you, if your non-Christian friend who's coming over or family member, if they're open to a spiritual conversation, you're talking about thankfulness, you, know, you could drop in this question, who are we actually giving thanks to? Because the, the weird thing about Thanksgiving is that as a secular holiday, and it is, you know, technically, but if you, if you take God out, then who are you thanking? If you are thanking, if you're thankful for your life, if you're thankful for your house, or you're thankful for your job, you're thankful for the nice weather, you're thankful for, you know, your spouse who was brought in your life, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, or you're thankful for whatever, at some point, aren't you addressing that thanks to the Lord? Like, you may not think so, but otherwise you're just expressing the thanks to nothing which doesn't really make any sense. You might say, no, I'm addressing it to this individual. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, but Thanksgiving, the purpose of the holiday is to acknowledge the blessings that we have, that that especially the things that we didn't bring to ourselves, right? That they're just, you know, blessings we have. We all have a blessing that we're in this country. We have a blessing that we have the ability to even have this dinner together that's coming up. Where does that come from? Where do those blessings actually come from? If you don't believe in God, I don't know how to answer that for you. But if you do believe in God, um, give that thanks to God. You don't need to convince that other person around the table that there is a God, but if they see you giving thanks to God and you ask the question or you point out that Thanksgiving is about giving thanks to God and that, you know, there's, there's a path here for that conversation to be a good one if you do it in the right way. You got to know your people. You got to know where they are. <clears throat> But if you're worried about having tension around the table this Thanksgiving, then what I think that focusing on gratitude, on being thankful, and telling that person that you are thankful, this is how you can diffuse a lot of that tension and actually have a really good time. And seeing at the same time, you are doing what the Lord wants you to do. For the scriptures tell us to be thankful in all occasions, to always be thankful. And this really matters. Uh, 
and it affects people in a positive way. The hard thing about ingratitude is that the recipient of ingratitude is always aware of it, but the giver of ingratitude is usually unaware of it. You know what I'm saying? You ever have somebody tell you that they don't feel like they are appreciated by you? And then you know what happens is you respond defensively and you get offended in your heart and you say, uh, you know, because you do feel thankful for it, toward that person. And you say something like, well, how can you say that? You know, and we might say, in, you know, and we think of the things about being grateful for somebody, but if we haven't really expressed it to them, they don't know it. Unexpressed thanks is received by the person we are thankful toward as ingratitude. It just is. You break down a lot of barriers when you express your gratitude towards somebody else and you express your gratitude towards the Lord for the things that he's given you. Maybe you're having tension with the Lord and you and the Lord are on the same page. You know what? You know what actually helps with that is express your gratitude for the Lord for something. There's got to be something that you're grateful to the Lord for. It helps the relationship. It really does. Hey, when we get back, we'll spend a little time talking about uh, some uh, something interesting about Thanksgiving. You always hear uh, Thanksgiving proclamations by uh, different presidents. You'll probably have somebody email you the Washington one or the Lincoln one. Those are the common ones. But you may not know that almost every president gives a Thanksgiving proclamation. And uh, I'll share one of those with you that I thought was pretty interesting when we come back. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition of SoCal Live continues. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Happy Thanksgiving. It's your turn to say Happy Thanksgiving back. Happy Thanksgiving back. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you going to give us a break by zipping this credit card through the credit card machine? Come on, you can do it. Zip, zip. There you go. Rose? Ah, that is a great name. That was Tom Hanks, I think, in the movie You've Got Mail. Is that You've Got Mail? Yeah, it's You've Got Mail. Uh, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that's a really good movie. I like that movie. I like that movie very much. And, uh, you know, it's got a Thanksgiving little theme to it there. And uh, in a similar way, he had a uh, a little problem with the checker like I had, as I explained in the last segment. But uh, he handled it maybe in a better way than I did. And that's a big thing for Thanksgiving. Are you uh, dreading certain conversations or do you have some kind of awkwardness that you're expecting for Thanksgiving? You want to share that story? 888-528-2557. What do you hope not comes up? Not comes up? Does that make any sense? What do you hope does not come up at the table. Or maybe you've got some idea to to suggest how to navigate through some of the complicated conversations that sometimes happen on uh, Thanksgiving. 888-528-2557. You can call now. Um, Before the break, I told you about uh, the fact that just about every president makes proclamations, right? You probably get these, um, somebody will email you, usually the Lincoln Thanksgiving proclamation or the George Washington, you know, proclamation. Those are you know, common, obviously, but almost every president does it, okay? Uh, I haven't been able to find the Joe Biden one for this year, but he had one last year. And, you know, some of them are a little bit um, more political than others. Um, Some of them are very much about Thanksgiving. Some are very religious. Some are a little bit less. In President Biden's last year, he does actually mention God. Some some presidents don't. Uh, Thanksgiving provides us with a time to reflect on our many blessings from God, this nation and each other. 
And uh, he says, so we are grateful for these blessings, even and especially during times of challenge. So this is last year. You know, we're still a little you know, behind in the, the COVID stuff. And uh, he talks about that. It gets a little <clears throat> um, political, which kind of makes me, it's not funny. It shouldn't be that way. We're grateful for the farm workers and frontline workers, many of whom are immigrants. Okay, that's fine. But uh, it makes me laugh that he put that in there. Here's the one that, uh, it's not funny, but it's there. We are grateful uh, for all the healthcare professionals working to vaccinate our nation. Uh, I guess we're not grateful for the ones who aren't doing that, but uh, that is there. So you get those kinds of things. But I think it's a good thing for our our leaders to set aside the time of Thanksgiving. But something that you do see over time, if you take a look at where we've been, is you know, you have at least President Biden here acknowledging God has something to do with it, that we owe our thanks to God. Which I appreciate that he he does that, um, but it used to be very much about giving thanks to God. And if you think about it, that's because that's what Thanksgiving is. Who are you giving thanks to if not God? Does it doesn't really even make any sense in a lot of ways if it's not about God somehow? <clears throat> this one is uh, John Adams, second president of the United States. All right, and he says this. He goes as the safety and prosperity of nations ultimately and essentially depend on the protection and the blessing of Almighty God. And the national acknowledgement of this truth is not only an indispensable duty which the people owe to him, but a duty whose natural influence is favorable to the promotion of that morality and piety. They don't talk this way anymore, but that's you know how they talk then. Uh, Without such social happiness cannot exist, nor the blessings of a free government can be enjoyed. And as this duty at all times incumbent is so especially in the seasons of difficulty or danger when the existing when existing or threatening calamities, the just judgments of God against prevalent iniquity are a loud call to repentance and reformation. And as the United States of America are at present placed in a hazardous and afflictive situation by the unfriendly disposition, conduct and demands of a foreign power. Uh, evinced by repeated refusals to receive our messengers of reconciliation and peace, by uh, depredation on our commerce, and the infliction of injuries on many of our fellow citizens while engaged in their lawful business on the seas. Uh, what was happening is that there was a lot of attacks on our ships, uh, in particular in the uh, the Middle East. Uh, you know the Marine Hymn, you know, the, from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Well, Tripoli is Libya. What are we talking about? Well, this is it. This is where that comes from. Uh, He's giving thanks to God. He says, and uh, under these considerations, it has appeared to me that the duty of imploring the mercy and benediction of heaven on our country demands at this time a special attention from its inhabitants. So what he's doing is he is instilling a day of Thanksgiving. Now, we didn't always do Thanksgiving in in November. Uh, He was doing this in May. And this is what he says. And I think it's interesting that he he calls the country to repentance. This is where we've changed, right? As I don't know, I'd have to look it up, but it's probably been a long time since a president really has called the country to repentance before God. Think about that. Imagine that. Imagine if Joe Biden or any president actually were to come out and say that today. Boy, we would, boy, we need it. I mean, people go berserk, but we need it. Right, because that is that is the problem, and and you know, you know, Adams in particular was against slavery, didn't have slaves. He knew the sins of our nation. He knew that we were in a lot of trouble for not living up to our ideals on that particular subject, and other stuff. He understood that we need 
repentance. And his judgment was some of the trouble we were having was because of the sins of our nation that we weren't repenting from. It's a powerful thing. Um, He says that uh, he declares Thanksgiving to be something we need. It's a day of solemn humiliation, fasting, and prayer that the citizens of these states, abstaining on that day from their customary worldly occupations, offer their devout addresses to the Father of mercies, agreeably to those forms or methods, he speaks in very high language here, which they have severely adopted as the most suitable and becoming. Uh, that all religious congregations do with the deepest humility, acknowledge before God the manifold sins and transgressions with which we are justly chargeable as individuals and as a nation, beseeching him at the same time of his infinite grace through the Redeemer of the world, it's capital R, Redeemer, he puts, by the way, freely to remit all of our offenses and to incline us by his Holy Spirit to that sincere repentance and reformation which may afford us reason to hope for his inestimable favor and heavenly benediction. <clears throat> Imagine a president saying that today. And it's, it's super interesting because this is the, these are our founding fathers, right? These are the people who understood better than anybody else what is meant by the idea of separation of church and state. And yet he is the head of state, and he is making no bones about uh, the Trinity. He puts the Trinity in here. That's amazing that uh, he did that and that he knew that he would refer to Jesus as the Redeemer of the world. That's a big deal. I mean, that's that's something that is, you know, part of our historical DNA. Some of the reason that we're having so much difficulty today, some of the reason that you might have the tensions at your, com- at your, your table is over that very thing, that that in thanksgiving, if you're going to give thanks to the Lord, then you are acknowledging that there is a Lord. You're acknowledging that there is a God. That's, that's part of thanksgiving that, you know, maybe we've lost, but it's, it's something that you can't really avoid if you think about it for too long, that you're giving thanks to God. It creates, I think, an excellent opportunity to share the gospel with people to share the gospel with people that you might be having dinner with. Um, and if not, to like teach it, to live it, to just love people, to uh, welcome them in, to realize that, I mean, and this is a big part of it, I think in the, in the conversations that we might have that are full of tension and the conversations that sometimes happen at the Thanksgiving table that you don't want to have happen, you know, at the core of that is they turn into an argument about I'm right and you're wrong. And the great thing about grace, the great thing about Jesus Christ and where we really can take it is that we can say, hey, you know what? The things that we're wrong about, we need to confess those things. And the great news about Jesus Christ is that all of us are wrong about something and all of us have done things that are wrong. And of his infinite grace through the Redeemer of the world, freely to remit all of our offenses, you probably should phrase it a little better in today's language. We get the Holy Spirit to incline by us, to be with us. See, that's the, that's the great message of the gospel, by the way, that God is with us. That is the great message all the way through Scripture, that the creator of the universe wants to be with you, that he didn't just create you and then you're, you're some kind of, you know, uh, peon that just is, uh, you know, off to the side that he wants to be with you, that his throne, the book of Hebrews says, is the throne of grace, 
that you get grace and mercy if you come to Jesus Christ. This is so, so I think, gets lost somehow in the translation of what we do. And it used to be part of the soul of our nation in a much better way, where even the president can put this out there. Now, this, by the way, historically ended pretty quick after this for a while. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, who also understood separation of church and state, he didn't like this kind of stuff coming from the president. What's interesting is that Thomas Jefferson actually put out Thanksgiving proclamations that sound very Christian, for sure, when he was governor of Virginia. Uh, He thought it was totally appropriate as the governor of a state to let people know your religious thoughts. He just didn't think you should do it as president, so he ended the tradition. And it wasn't really consistent until Lincoln brought it back, but it's been consistent ever since President Lincoln. Um, and, of course, Lincoln's doing it at the Civil War, right? At the at the, the moment when, when things are the worst, that's when we often resort to God. It's when we often repent. That's what happened. Uh, and we've had it, you know, kind of ever since. But we've gone pretty far away from really pointing to God. Um, Adams would—there's a lot more in here. But he says, and finally, I recommend that on the said day— that the duties of humiliation and prayer, it means being humble in prayer, be accompanied by fervent thanksgiving to the bestower of every good gift, not only for his having hereto protected and preserved the people of these United States in independent enjoyment of their religious and civil freedom, but also for having prospered them in a wonderful progress of population and for conferring on them many great favors conducive to the happiness and prosperity of a nation. We're still blessed. You know, as as much as people are worried about the future, there have been worse days in our in our history. But we are still blessed. There are still things to give thanks to God for. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live if you want to join the conversation. If there is a subject that you are uh, feeling like you don't want to talk about on Thanksgiving, but you're afraid it's going to come up, uh, give us a call. We can talk about it. 888-528-2557. We'll take a break. Uh, I'm Scott Furrow, and I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. She's always had a feeling for the underdog. Don't be mean to me right now. I'm not... Everybody's got the idea I'm mean all of a sudden. Please, Mama. I'm just telling the truth. You're a drug addict. (laughs) That's the truth. That's what I'm getting at. Hey, everybody, everybody listen. I'm a drug addict. Welcome back to Southern California Live. Good to be with you. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. And, um, you know, if you've had any family difficulties, that conversation you just heard, that was Meryl Streep in a old uh, movie, and uh, that's the Thanksgiving Day conversation sometimes. I hope that's not the way it is, but uh, maybe that is for you. If you want to share that or if there's a conversation that you dread coming up, you can give me a call, 888-528-2557. We can work through it. One of the solutions is to remain um, grateful, that when we are grateful to each other and we're able to give thanks rather than just being thankful, it uh, makes a big difference. That's a that's a huge deal, by the way. Remember the story of the uh, the ten lepers in the New Testament, and uh, Jesus they they're shouting across to Jesus. All right, hey, uh, heal us. You know they they come to Jesus with us, and uh, and then they go off. Jesus says, uh, "Go see the priest, and you'll be healed." And so they do that. Um, and the thing is, is that on the way there, they get healed at some point, but only one of the lepers actually comes back to say thank you. 
And there's a there's a funny verse there. It's in Luke chapter 17, uh, I think verse uh, around 17. Jesus says uh, to this leper who comes back, we're not all 10 cleansed, where are the other nine? You know, I, I always think to myself that Jesus is smiling when he's saying that, that he's not like mad or he's obviously not confused or baffled. I think he's kind of smiling because he understands human nature, right? He understands that the the other ones the other nine, certainly they were thankful to Jesus. Thir- certainly they understood that they were healed by Jesus. They came to Jesus, asked for healing, and they got it. They know that Jesus healed them. And they were probably just so full of, of, of joy because they were healed. It meant that they got to come back into society. It meant that, that their whole, obviously they're healthy, but obviously there's so much more that was good for them. Why didn't they come back to Jesus and say, thank you? Um, they probably went to their families and say, hey, look, I'm clean. Jesus healed me. And they had all that conversation. It's all good. But Jesus, only one of those guys actually comes back to Jesus to say thank you. And Jesus says, what happened to the other nine? It's because something was missing, right? Something was wrong in the, in the picture. If you For that guy, he understood that this is not complete unless I go say thank you. That there is something to this that that matters, right? To actually express your thankfulness. See, the other nine lepers, they were thankful. For sure, they were thankful to Jesus. I'll bet they praised Jesus. I'll bet that they were full of being thankful. But giving thanks is something else. Giving thanks is when you go and you finish the transaction of of something that's happened in your relationship. That's why That's why it matters that we finish the transaction of thank you. The reason that we stop and we, we give thanks to God, the reason that we need a holiday for this is because we're too busy, right? We have too many things going on. Even the great things that God does in our life, sometimes we just move on. Like, do you ever take time to just go thank God because he answered a prayer, even just for a simple thing, or even just your, you know, a particular day? I don't always do it, but I try to make it a point to actually make sure that when I know God answered my prayer for something, that I stop to say thank you, because there's something missing when you don't. You know, that's why we teach this to our kids at an early age. You know, we say to our kids, what do you say when somebody gives them something, right? Why do we do that? It's because every adult knows that it's necessary to say thank you, because if you don't, then there's something unfinished right? And if you don't, it's an expression of ingratitude rather than gratitude, right? Being thankful isn't enough. Giving thanks is the difference. It's such a huge deal. We know it's a big deal with our kids, right? Um, Whenever my kids were little and we went to Costco and uh, you go through Costco and uh, you you get all the uh, samples and you say thank you to the sample ladies, and uh, you come home with a couple of vats of hummus because she sold you on that. And you got to explain that to your wife later. But you get, you go out the door and you got the big long Costco receipt because you bought a whole bunch of stuff that was not on the list. And what they do at every Costco for little kids is the person who marks your receipt, they'll turn it around and they'll draw a happy face. And some just draw a circle with two dots and a happy, you know, a smile, and that's good enough. Some are pretty artistic and they'll draw some pretty fancy happy faces, and they do this for the kids. And I always found myself saying, now make sure you say thank you. And you thank the person for drawing that. My kids now, you know, my 13-year-old, whenever I'm going to Costco with him, I still make him do the happy face for him. And he just, you know, doesn't know how to handle that now. And I say, make sure you say thank you, James. Ha, 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 you know, junior higher. But uh, it's still part of it. It's a big deal. 
You know, as adults, I think what happens to us is that we begin to miss how important this is, even on simple things. We just keep moving forward uh, without going there. We assume that they know we're grateful, we're busy, and, you know, our relationships sometimes are established and they're informal. We just keep going. But so often we miss the fact that there's actually something really wrong with that. That it's that we really need to say thank you and make it really clear. Verse 18, Jesus says, has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? You know, our reaction is how ungrateful those guys are. But actually, I think if you talk to them, they are grateful, right? The, the message here in this story is the necessity of giving thanks. You know, the other nine, they're definitely thankful. They just didn't express it. Jesus thinks it's a big deal. And that's why I think the story is here. Verse 19, then he says to the leper who came back to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Which, by the way, is much better than have a nice day. It shows the conclusion to the matter. That's the thing. So maybe something as you think about it for this Thanksgiving. And once again, you know, when you think about the, the tension or different things that might happen at Thanksgiving, giving thanks, it helps tension in relationships. It focuses on the positive. It focuses on acknowledging the positive that that other person has added to your life in one, other, one way or another. And it's something that impacts every single relationship that we have, actually, Thanksgiving, giving thanks. And right now in our life, it plays out in a positive or negative way somehow in my life, in your life, in everybody's life. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude but I have gratitude in my heart. It's true that you do, but you've got to express it. You know, you've got to make sure the other person knows about it. Otherwise, they might feel ingratitude when it's not expressed, right? And then it's the opposite of what you feel. So you, and that's, that's what causes sometimes the tension that we even have with family or other people at, at holidays like this, is there is something that is incomplete. Sometimes, and we don't say it. That's the, the hardest thing about about tensions in relationships is that often the solution isn't that complicated, but nobody wants to bring it up or say it, or we haven't identified it. This is something that really helps a lot. If you're having those kinds of tensions at Thanksgiving, think about whether or not somebody needs to hear gratitude from you. Often that's the thing. You know, maybe they feel like they're taken advantage of. Maybe they don't really have a right to, and, and the thing that you have to avoid, that I have to avoid is that we feel like it's unnecessary because, of course, I have gratitude. But they don't always see that. And it matters a lot. Uh, ingratitude is something that people just feel as a rejection. And, you know, the crazy thing is you can ingratitude your way out of a relationship or a job or a marriage or anything else. If you feel it, you got to express it. And in fact, if you don't feel it, but somebody did something for you, you still got to express it. That's, uh, that's a big deal. Uh, it really matters. That's why we say, by the way, you owe a debt of gratitude. You ever hear that expression, you owe a debt of gratitude? It's because it's owed. Gratitude is something you owe. When somebody does something for you, you, you owe gratitude. You have a debt of gratitude. And when you express the gratitude, the debt is paid. See, that's, that's, that's just a huge thing, if you can take away anything. And I think this is the key to a lot of the struggles that we might have around the table at Thanksgiving. And by the way, for the, the person where maybe there's tension because of your faith, 
you know, thanking that person who's not a believer for coming. Thank you for their friendship or whatever reason they're there. You know, encouraging them, building them up. That's a great way to develop a relationship with them. That's a great way to show them the gospel. That's a great way to show them that you love them because you do. And, you know, it's it's uh, such an important thing to do. And if you're just feeling like, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, it's Thanksgiving. It's right there in the name. Be thankful. Don't just be thankful. Give thanks. And think about that. And give that out. I hope that's something that is is helpful for you. Because I, you know, I know that it can be a hard day uh, for some people. Be thankful. Some of you are going to go somewhere else and you're just going to serve other people. You know, what a great opportunity that is. I want to encourage you too. If you're doing that, uh, it's so fun on Thanksgiving to go work at, maybe you're going to work at the rescue mission or you're going to work somewhere and uh, and serve other people. Do that. Um, you know, a great way to even give thanks for your meal wherever you're at is help do the dishes afterward. You know, help clean up afterward. Um, you need to say thank you for providing the meal to your mom or whoever is doing the meal. But another way to say thank you is in your actions. You, you still got to say it, okay? You still have to say thank you. But to show that you really have gratitude, sometimes you go that extra mile and do that. I hope those things are helpful for you. Thanksgiving for me, it's my favorite holiday. It really is. It doesn't always work out the way I want it to do. And, you know, we don't have a lot of songs. There's no decorations. How many of you already have your Christmas decorations up? A lot of people do. I think the COVID moved that up too. Um, but don't skip right to Christmas so fast. Make sure that you take Thanksgiving. And ultimately... Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God for the Savior. Give thanks to God because God is with you. Give thanks to God for your life. Give thanks to God because He has grace on you and grace on everybody. Help and ask God to help you be more like Him and give thanks. I hope that you have a very good Thanksgiving. We'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow on our show, and maybe you can just call up and tomorrow tell us what you're thankful for. We'll do that tomorrow on Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We're here every day from 3 to 5. I'll see you tomorrow from 3 to 5 on Southern California Live. Good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.